Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Okay. Good morning. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, let's pray. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for, for just being there, for being faithful, for loving us, for your kindness, for your grace, for your mercy, for your peace, for your hope, for, for all, not that, that just that you do, but all that you are to us and in us and that you're working through us. And so I thank you for that. Holy Spirit, speak through me this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, I had to turn my ringer off on my phone there. Just in case, if God wants to call, he can override the ringer, so don't worry, I'm not shutting God off, right? So, um, man, I've got so much stuff going, uh, going, through, um, going through my mind on what I want to share this morning. Um, so I'm going to start in Genesis. Um, I'm going to start in Genesis 1 with Genesis 1.1. What a great, great place to start because in the beginning, you know, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. You know what he's saying? I'm the Leif and I'm the Tav. He's saying, I'm the beginning and I'm the end. And you know what's really comforting is he's everything in between two in Hebrew when it says in the beginning God Elohim created the heavens and the earth you actually see an Aleph and a Tav put in there and and it just appears really out of nowhere and like why is that why is that because God's putting his signature in every part uh, of the scripture but you're like why is it why Aleph and Tav because he says he's the beginning and he's the end and he's everything in between. I love the songs, by the way. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit always works and, and co- coincides stuff when when we don't even mean to. You know, he's just that good. So here, here Jesus saying, "I'm the beginning. I've been there from the beginning." Guess what? You have a beginning, and guess what? You have an end, but your end is a good end, right? He knows your end, and your end is going to be eternity living with him. Forever, and that's great, right? But what about all the stuff in between? What about all the times when you're going through something, or it looks impossible, or things are coming against you, or maybe things are really good, but you're trying to look to the future and see and grow and expand? What about then? What about then? Where where do we live from? Do we the the problem that I have is like I like to rely on past victories. And past failures. Am I the only one who does that? So, so like I was right here. Like I learned this with horses. Like I had to forget the last horse every time. Do you know why? Because it was a new horse. And that horse, like it might have some similarities, but that horse was an individual and it was an individual situation. And so when I'd step up to that horse and if I treated it like it was the last horse, guess what would have happened? Yeah, (laughs) there's a horseshoe in here that knows, right? Bad things happen when that, because it, 
it, you're living in the past and not staying present with where you are and acting out, out of faith in just what, that you can accomplish what God has for you to accomplish right where you're at. And that's pretty cool, right? So, so I can take that horse that bucked me off and get on the next horse, and he may not even want to buck me off, but I can pick a fight with him and end up getting bucked off <laughs> because I can't get it out of my mind that this horse bucked me off. So I got to learn to let go, right? I got to do the Elsa thing. Let it go, let it go. Like anybody ever see that? that? No one's ever seen it with kids, right? My granddaughter came up years ago, or it was like when she was little, not years ago. I ain't like old, you know, but, but when she watched that show Frozen, right? Let it go, let it go. You gotta let it go, man. Let it go. Let your victories and your failures go and step forward. Now, when you get discouraged, you can do like David did when he was at Ziglag, right? He, he lost everything. It looked like it was impossible. And it says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. You know what I believe he did? He's like, man, wait a second. I was a shepherd boy and I killed the lion and I killed the bear. And then, wait a second, I, I can I did kill the giant. And look what God's done in my life. And look at this. And he reminded himself of the victories that he had in God. And so that's good to do. But don't get stuck in those places. We got to keep moving forward. So don't get stuck in the beginning. Like if I got stuck, like I get stuck a lot in the beginning. Like I've been on Genesis for three years. <laughs> right? You're like, Pastor James, listen to your own preaching and move on. Right? Let it go, let it go, right? That's what we're saying, right? But if we get stuck in the beginning, we'll never move on. And we are moving on. And we're, the Bible says in him we live and move and have our being. And so we're constantly growing, we're constantly moving, we're constantly going to the next phase. So let's keep moving in him. But I love it because it says this. And that song you're singing, I See a Victory? You know what? You know what God's saying? He's like, like, don't live from the beginning and and stay present where you are, but live from my promise. Now, listen, because here's a key in in life is not living like, like you're like, I see a victory. Well, where are you at? If you see a victory, you've moved from the problem into the promise. And the Bible says all of his promises are no or maybe. What? They're yes and amen? Man, I got that wrong. No wonder I'm having so much trouble, right? So like, I go from, I get, the, get this problem. David saw, saw Goliath hit the ground before he ever hit the ground. He told him straight up, who are you? He saw a victory and he, he, he literally lived in the promise that God has. Remember that old song, Standing on the Promises? Man, what do you do? Like, I remember my dad, he, he, was, uh, he believed the Bible, man. And I remember he had, had a really bad toothache, and a, an abscessed tooth or something. And, and he was walking around, and he was hurting. And I was like, boy, Dad, I was like, like what are you going to do? Because I'm going to trust God because I can't get to the dentist yet. I'm going to trust God. And I was like, so, so what are you going to do? My dad put the Bible down and stood on it. 
And I was like, what are you doing? And he said, I'm standing on the promise. And you know what? His tooth got better. He never even went to the dentist. You know why? Because it was a contact for him that he saw. I'm not telling you when you have a toothache to stand on your Bible. Okay? Don't, don't take that literal, right? But what happened was that was his point of faith where he's like, I am going to literally stand on God's promise that he heals all my diseases. And you're like, well, that's not a disease. It's a dis-ease. Right? That's all this ease is, is, is it's dis-ease. You can live in ease or you can live in dis-ease, but it toothaches, trust me, it's not an ease, right? Nor is it easy, right? But what he did was he connected his faith with the promise and he stood and lived in the promise and God fulfilled it because God's faithful, right? And so... It's not about our great faith either. It's about the power of his word. Remember the dude who come to him and he, he's like, can you, can you heal, heal my son? And he's like, all things are possible to him to believe. And he, he, he's like, I believe, but I really don't, dude. I believe, but help my unbelief. And do you know what Jesus said? He said, you sorry sucker. How dare you not believe? And then the kid never made it. Never got it. Right? No. What happened? Jesus said, Jesus healed him, right? I believe they helped my unbelief. How many of us are like that, man? I believe you, God. I, I am too. I believe you, God. I trust you, God. I know you're there for me, God. But help my unbelief. And so one of the things I've learned, I learned that in personal development and quantum physics and and all the stuff that you study in that, they talk about the same thing. They're taking principles that are from Scripture and they're using them. And science is finally catching up with what God was saying from the beginning and what Jesus was saying. And, and um, now people are saying, oh, wait a minute, why, why don't we do this and why don't we do that? And I'm like, it's right here. It's right here in the Bible. It's here, it's here, it's here. Because why? Because God is a creator. Right? And are we going to put our trust in the physical realm or are we going to put our trust in what he said? Because your eyes will deceive you. What are you going to trust? What are you going to see? Where are you going to go? I'm telling you, it only comes in one thing. Father, wherever they're going, help them and heal them in Jesus' name. Amen. Siren, there's an ambulance. I always got to stop and pray because never know where it's going, right? So anyway, where, where am I at? Trust in God, right? <laughs> Man, it's almost like I preached something about from Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your brain. Heart? Is it heart? Okay, you guys are still stuck on the heart thing. I get it. <laughs> In the beginning, God. Okay. In the beginning, God. And this word is G-O-D. So do you know what that means in Hebrew? It means Elohim. Elohim means creator. He's a creator of the universe. In Hebrew, every Shabbat, they have a blessing. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech. 
Ha'olam. Blessed are you, Lord God, King of the universe. You know what they're saying? You are our creator. You're the one who created us. And, and when he said, let there be, do you know creation's still going out? The universe is still expanding exponentially. We can't see it, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't expand. You know what? We wore masks and stuff over our face for two years because of something we couldn't see. But then we say, well, I can't see God. I can't trust God. I don't know if he's there, and I don't know if that's going to happen because he said it. But we can trust his word over anybody else's word because he's been there from the beginning, and we can trust him, right? In the beginning, God created. God, Elohim, the creator, created. What a coincidence. Do you know what that's saying? You are not an accident. You are a creation. You are a creation created in God's image. You know, they found that in our DNA, that the way that it's situated, there's a cross in it. Can you imagine that? And so here's one of the things. When Jesus died on the cross, he saved everybody. Do you know everybody? He paid the price for everybody. What happens to us when we get born again? Do you know what happens to us? Is we recognize that. And we allow him to work in us. He gives us a choice. He's like, I'll give you a choice. You've got a free choice. Do you want to live in my salvation or do you want to go your own way? He says, choose you this day whom you will serve, right? He already paid the price. If you're out there and you don't know him, man, he already died for you. All we got to do is recognize it. That's what he says. Believe in your heart, right? You're still made in the image of God. Whether you recognize it or not, that's your choice. But you are made in the image of God. And that's a big deal, right? So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and now the earth was formless and empty. Man, it's dark. Can you imagine? So it says, God didn't have an electric company yet, <laughs> didn't have a builder. So he went home and cried. No. It says, watch this. Now the earth was formless and empty. And then it said this, darkness was over the surface of the deep. And then you know what it says? I love this because it says, the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. You know, when it was... Like, man, you're looking at stuff in your life, and it's like, man, there's no form to this. It seems really dark. There's no, no help. Now, see, some of you guys really like form and uniformity and, and structure, and then there's dudes like me who drive those dudes crazy, right? Because, like, I, I'll just, like, wing it, just, like, flow with it. But believe it or not, in all my un, un-uniformity, I have uniformity, too, right? Okay, anyway. But even in the midst of all this chaos and all this darkness, the Spirit of God was right there. What's that saying? It's saying when you go through a dark time, when you go through uh, chaos, when you go through hopelessness, when you go through times when it looks like there's no hope, guess what? He's there. And you know what? He's hovering right over. And he's like, hey, I'm here. I'm here with you, right? Not 
it's even greater than that because now he doesn't just hover over us. He lives inside of us. Now, that's pretty cool. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, is he in heaven? Yeah, he's in heaven. Is he in you? Yeah, he's in you. Is he right here? Yeah, he's right here. But the power that we get from this relationship with him doesn't come because he's in heaven or because he's out here all over. But it's because he's in us and has chosen to live and move and work through us. You are a walking manifestation of the Holy Spirit moving throughout this earth. We are the body of Christ. He chose us to reveal himself to the world. He chose you. You. You have value. That's pretty good news, right? Okay. I'll move on. That's not even my, my message. <laughs> and God said, let there be light and there was light and God saw the light was good you know what what in Hebrew the word good means tov so Jesus said I'm the lay and I'm the tov you know what he's saying I'm the beginning and I'm the end I'm the sacrificial ox and I'm also the cross that's what the Tav represents. So he's, in, from the very beginning, this book is pointing to Jesus and his finished work and who he is. And when we see that, then we understand that none of this is a coincidence. So a lot of us think, well, Jesus just showed up in, in Matthew, man. He had just taken a vacation till Matthew, right? And it's not the case at all. He was there from the beginning. He is in the beginning and in all things. And when we recognize that and recognize who he is and how powerful he is and how much he wants to move in our hearts and our lives, then, then it'll connect us. And it's not connecting us like, man, I love this. Our Father who art in heaven, but where is heaven? The kingdom of God is in us. As he is, so am I on this earth. What is he saying? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My righteousness doesn't come from my doing. It comes from my being. You are not a human doing. You are a human being, right? And so it comes from a position we have that is located inside us. When, when, we, get, when we first got saved, man, they give, give you an altar call, man. They're like, would you like to come and invite Jesus into your, into your brain? Into heaven? No. Where are you inviting him in? Right? He stands at the door of our what? Heart. And he's knocking. And he's saying, hey, let me in. But I think we might have it backwards. I think he might be standing on the door in the door in our heart, knocking, let me out. So someone can see me. So that you can do great things in your life through me. Let me out. Let me loose. Let me resurrect in and through you and show the world how great I am. 
through you. But we get stuck trying to make ourselves good enough when we're already good enough. Man, I wish I had a white truck. No, I just wish I had a white truck, a white GMC truck. I wish I had that. You know, I'm trying to get that truck, you know. That's the, that's the truck I want. That'd be, you'd be look at me and you'd be like, that's crazy, Pastor. I wish I had a green watch just like this. I want to get one of these one day. One day I'm going to be good enough where I can get this watch. And look. Look here. Look out there. There's a white GMC truck. Here's a watch. I wish I was great looking. Maybe one day I... Right? But I have it already. I'm not trying to get something I don't already have. He talks about all these precious promises. We're, we're Father, I, I need this and I need that. And he's like, like, you've got it. All my promises are maybe and no. What? They're what? I couldn't hear that back there. Did you guys hear me back there? Anyone? All his promises are what? Yes and amen, right? So if they're yes and amen, guess what? I've already got the watch. I already got the truck. Obviously, I'm already great looking. <laughs> right? That's, you don't, you're like, I never doubted that one in the first place, Pastor James. Right? So, but we already have it. Why? Because of his great and precious promises that are to us right here and right now. When he says you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, he's not saying you're going to be. He's saying you are right now. When he says let the weak say, I am strong, you know what he's saying? It's not. Yeah, you might be weak in your flesh, but your spirit is not weak. You have a renewed spirit. You have life flowing through you. That's your strength. Let, let, let the poor say, I am rich. Well, Pastor James, you don't see my bank account. I don't care what your bank account says. You don't see your bank account and the promises and the provision that God says that he will make for you. Not because you're good, but because he is and because he is a provider. He said, if, he be in, if we be in evil, know how to give good gifts to our kids. How much more? How much more would our Father in Heaven give us? If we ask for, ask for bread, is He going to give us a rock? No. Now watch this. He said, and He was hovering. So, so when you're going through stuff, man, the Holy Spirit is not just hovering over you. He's hovering in you. Not just when you're going through bad stuff, but when you're going through good stuff. Good's good too, man. You don't have to go on the bad part. Listen, here's one thing I'm learning, and I've learned it. I'm learning it really well. Two, two, two things. Number, number one is what you give your attention to, you give your power to. 
Pastor James, how, how are you say that? Everybody looks through their windshield when they drive, right? You look like this, turn it around completely and drive down the road and tell me where your power went. You have the power to drive that car and take that car where you want to go. But if you keep looking in the rearview mirror or looking to the side or looking here or looking there, guess what? You just gave up that power. And now you're at the mercy of wherever you will go. Or close your eyes, for heaven's sake. A lot of us do that. <laughs> Sometimes I do that a lot, especially when I'm riding a Mustang with Linda. I'm like, that, they didn't even make a saddle horn. Like, some cars have those grab things on the top. Like, they don't even have one of those. And so I'm like, oh, man, here we go. She's like, watch this. It'll turn this corner and go. And I'm like, yeah, can we just, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, like, in the hot rod days anymore. <laughs> what we focus on is what we're given our power to. And I'm not going to focus on anything but Jesus and his promises. Now, I say that I'm not going to focus. That means that there's thoughts come up as a man thinks in his brain. As a man thinks in his what? Heart. So is he. So that means our thoughts have incredible power. Jesus even brought that up, right? When, it, when he was saying, if you hate someone, you're already guilty of murder. What's he talking about? He's not talking about your brain. He's talking about your heart. Now, we think of our, of our thoughts as our brain. So they think, well, you're brain dead. You know what? You can be brain dead and still think. You know when you die, your brain's dead, but you can still think. You know why? Because you're a spirit. You're not thinking. Your brain's a calculator. Like, it is used. I mean, it's a processor. It's like the world's greatest processor ever. But you don't think with your brain. You think with your heart, right? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So our thoughts matter. So when I get these thoughts, these negative thoughts, here's some things that I'm, God's been showing me ever here that he, in, in the New Testament, says he, Jesus says, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What if that starts with our thoughts? What if that starts with, oh man, here comes this thought. You're no good. You're rotten. You're this. You're that. And you know what happens? It starts with our head. When I say head, I mean our mind. I'm not talking about our brain. Our head, our heart, our hands. Oh, I'm rotten. I can't do this. I can't do that. Guess what happens? It drops into your heart, and then you walk that out. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So you get these thoughts. Not every thought is from God. He says that we're to cast down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Do you know what he's saying? You can take, it's like your computer. Do you ever have these like cookie things pop up? Like, I hate them. Like, that's stupid. Or these advertisements, and they got this thing where you can click and you can go, whoop, delete, remove. You know what you're doing? You're loosening it. You're releasing it. You're saying, you can't be in my life no more. So how you can change your thinking is by this. Number one, I meditate on God's promises and what he says. But number two is when those thoughts come in, 
that I don't like, do you know what I do? I delete them. It's like, I release that. That's not for me. I, I release that. And then when I get a thought that comes in where it's like, man, you're good looking. You're so smart. You know what I do? Yes, I, I agree with that one. I'm going to keep this when I hit save. Right? Do you know what I've done? I've bound that to me. I've released what I don't want, and I've taken what I do want. Do you know what that means? That means that I have that same creative power that God has. He gave us a choice from the very beginning. It was, are you going to live life, or do you want to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And then he says this, he says, choose you this day. Whom are you going to serve? I think we can break it down to more than just a day. I think we can break it down to every moment, every thought, rather than just living by everything that runs through our brain. Like when you, like I had some things hit me and I reacted to them. And when I got done reacting to them, God's like, are you done? And I was like, I think so. And it reminded me of a horse. Like I get a horse and, and I'll go put a go go to put a saddle on them and then they, if if I haven't done my homework, what are they going to do? They're going to react, right? And I ain't going to kill them. Where if they would have just stood there in the first place, they would have found out that it wasn't happening to them; it was happening for them, and they were going to go on to the next level. And so in, instead of reacting to the to stuff and and you put your focus on the stuff you change your focus delete those thoughts and focus on what you want not what on you don't want you're like pastor james that's like positive thinking stuff but scripture whatsoever is lovely whatsoever is pure whatsoever is think on these things not once in the scripture does he tell us to look at the giants and say, that thing's going to eat me. Not once in the scripture does he say, your circumstances rule over you. Jesus even walked it out where, where the winds and the, and the storms obeyed him. How, how do we walk Jesus out in us? By walking with him and trusting him. He's still the God that raised the dead. He's still the God that multiplied the food and fed thousands. He's still the God that walked on water. And he's still the God that gave his life for you and loves you so much that he died for you. I got to jump over here. Man, where does time go? Psalms 84 says this. I will listen to what God, Elohim, the creator, the sovereign one, the Lord, the I am that I am. I will listen to Elohim, Yahweh, Yudhe, I will listen to the creator, the I am that I am, what he will say. Do you think there's power in what he says? Like, do you think there's power in his promises when he says, you know what, 
let there be light and there was let there be and there was and so when he says this promise to you you can count on that it's done why because you can only count on someone as good as what their word is and his word is a gold standard not even the gold standard is platinum. It's off the charts, man. They ain't even invented the, the metal yet. I mean, it's invented somewhere. We ain't discovered it yet that's that valuable. There's nothing that compares to him or his promises. What do you choose? It's your choice. Amen? Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for being there with, for us at all times. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.